Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I have no intro. I only have you. But that's all I need. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. And I'm super excited because it's Friday and that means only one thing. It, it is, is time. The UBP. UBP. The UBP. The UBP. Which means everybody sent in all their various questions, thoughts, whatever they would like us to talk about. I'm Scott Tilford. I already said he was Jules Gill, the I best am. of us sitting with me. So we'll get through as many questions as we can um, because we've got a whole lovely little roundup of stuff this week. Um, and I'm going to bring some stuff across from last week as well because we had a whole bunch of things submitted from uh, last week's question question time, I was going to say, question pool as well. So first question from Jacob Sawyer, who says, after 14-ish years, I finally big count Dooku on the Revenge of the Sith game on PlayStation 2. Yeah, Well done, my friend. Is there any boss that you held a long-standing, I'm going to get you type grudge? Um, and of all those old tie-in games, which one would you like to see remade? Now, oh. I have to say Jedi Power Battles because it's the only one. I don't know what, I don't know what else people Wait. want. So, so Jedi Power Battles was the uh, what was that one? It was, was the it? PS1 one where you could play as like Plo Koon and Mace Windu and oh, Qui-Gon yes. and yeah, Obi-Wan. Okay. That was a very, very good game. I see, Lovely. I was a huge fan of the Rogue Squadron series. I'd love to oh, see yeah. them make a return. So if we got like a Rogue Squadron 4, that'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember being like so giddy, like to the point where I nearly like <laughs> passed out from being over gasped because right. I went into game and they had the um, Star Wars, I think it was called Rebel Assault. Mm-hmm. And it was the version of the game on the GameCube that came with the first game as well. So you got the, oh. you got two games for the price of one, and I was like, oh my! See, I, I never and had co-op missions added in. I was like, ah! I never played this stuff, but I remember like when I was in, it would have been HMV, which I don't know how. I don't even know what HMV's global reach is, but it's a store in the UK um, that sells stuff, and they had it playing, and it was on one of their like demo units, and it looked real. Like to me, in two thousand one yeah. or whatever it was, it looked real. I don't know if they used footage from the movies or whatever it was back then, <laughs> but like I've never still never played those games. I've seen Seen them be played i know what they are um but i would love to like get access to that stuff i don't understand what it is but star wars like everyone nowadays is like oh it's been ruined battlefront 2 <laughs> i don't like this game no ball I, I, like I, I tell you what go back to the back catalog star wars has mm. got some absolute belters in there that just mm-hmm. don't get talked about enough today it's like um we were talking about uh bounty hunter does not get the love <laughs> that it deserves like it's not a great game but it's that oh, i love i love that Scott game jewels six out of ten ten out of yep. ten game i love that game to pieces there yep. was the uh one where they decided to become twisted metal for a bit where they oh had, my um, god like, yeah. do you remember that do you remember that one and then I don't it, was, know what it like, was called but the yeah 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 like, i totally remember that and then they had another one which was like uh live action like cutscenes in the same sense of like the mortal combat thing mm-hmm. uh, but it was like a shooting gallery style thing i think that that was like rebel that might have been <laughs> rebel assault actually that one there right okay 
I, I, mean, I remember the um, the Twisted Metal style one because everyone did car combat stuff back in the yeah, 2000s. Yeah, everyone, everyone did. It's like, hey, come on in. And so, like, yeah, that stuff's great. But, yeah, I for me, it's Jedi Power Battles um, just because I think that game had, had great combat. It's probably aged like milk, but I remember it yeah. being really cool back in the day. Um, but, yeah, in terms of a, a boss that you held a grudge against, um, my first wow. one was Unaleska in Final Fantasy X. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Because yes. she's got, like, three phases. And, yeah. like, young me, yeah. I mean, when that game came out in, like, 2001 or something, so I was, like, 11. <clears throat> maybe 11 or 12 um, and I just remember just trying it over and over and over again and finally getting through the first phase and then she had another one finally getting through that phase and I just feel like you know because you know when you think back on your life and you're like you're sort of like oh I was in school forever and even though it was just like a year like yeah. you were in that year of school for like one year but it feels like way longer yeah. I felt like I fought you in Alaska for like a whole school term like it just feels <laughs> like a whole thing and I remember just eventually beating her um, on like a Saturday morning I got up really early to get some get some hours in um, and I just eventually beat her and that was like one of the earliest like oh my god it's finally done yeah. style things but how about you? Oh to be honest man like you could pick any from the Final Fantasy <laughs> series that I have a long-standing grudge out because there's when it got to like the sort of like hyper bosses the raid bosses the secret mm. bosses like any of the like weapons and stuff like that in mm. final fantasy 7 i remember losing my cool way too many times <laughs> to be appropriate because it was like i thought at the time that i was leveled up enough to take on these things mm. and like when you were a kid and it's in the emergence of the internet days so you don't really have like a constant source of other people going through the same thing to share mm. tips True. and tricks with you only have that one kid at school that maybe luckily bought the uh the guidebook if you're lucky <laughs> everyone else had like the playstation power version which kind of missed out a lot of the other or stuff like an exploder like, cheat cartridge exactly like they just had like the knockoff versions yeah. of it the tesco brand walkthroughs and i remember just being like oh i can beat ruby weapon this is a piece of piss right and then it's just like oh there goes one of my party members oh that other person's nearly <laughs> down to one hp oh and i'm dead and i was just like well how do i beat this but mm -hmm. instead of going out and learning and grinding and doing the stuff that the game basically forces you to do i was like no 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 i must be missing something i'll try all my different party members i'll yeah. equip them with different material i'll do all of this and in the end i was just like oh i can't beat this so i had a long-standing grudge against ruby <laughs> weapon because i was like right okay fine fine if you want to play it like this uh, i will come back and i will destroy you <laughs> i will humiliate you right so what i did was i finally learned to go on the grind and my god did i grind i gr did grinding harder than the uh ass chaps of the guy from vanquish i slid <laughs> on that floor ground it down to a nub came uh, back and i obliterated it i was like you take that see i we i'll we'll get to this later on because we have a question about sort of your like hot takes in gaming and i i love a little bit of grinding i'm just saying i, I like an rpg with a nice nice grinding kind now, of feel yeah, to it a nice bit of grinding absolutely mm. fine if it's like encouraged and it's rewarded and you have your milestones set at different things like mm -hmm. i can't think of a game what the name of the game was but they offered mid level rewards so mm -hmm. instead of you're like oh you've gone from level 16 to 17 here it was like you're halfway there and you have unlocked this skill in the meantime so it's right, like a right. sub level up sort of going on or you have more points to spend and i was mm -hmm. like i like games like that where they're constantly rewarding you to keep you in that gameplay loop but you tell me that you enjoyed the grind from like level 96 <laughs> to 97 <laughs> like where it costs millions of experience i was gonna to say there. like that whole, like, because I love, obviously, Final Fantasy VII, one of my favorite games. I've played through it a ton, but I've never actually done any of that super high level stuff. I've yeah. never beaten um, any of the weapons. I've never got, I've only ever got Knights of the Round by doing the Exploder Cheat Card. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. 
Oh, I, I went through the long haul, mate. I, yeah, I, I got the gold choke about everything. I never did any of that stuff because I was always like, this is going to take the hundreds of hours or whatever. And I just never bothered with that stuff. I'd like to. I'd like to like go back and do it all properly um, someday. But yeah, that really super high level stuff where every attack is like 9999 is yeah. just ridiculous. Um, but anyway, next question from McAllister NYC who says, hi, fellas. First off, tried the cookie crisp in a glass of milk. And no, just no. Can't oh, believe it. No. Can't believe it. <laughs> no. Also, with the summer here, I wonder if you guys all do barbecue and if so, what are some of your favorite things to grill? First off, mm. I'm just saying, if you're joining the UBP and you don't know the majesty that is putting your cereal <laughs> on top of a pint of, of milk, then go try it yourself. I, I'm, st I'm sticking by it. I mean, I still can't vouch for it at the moment because I haven't actually <laughs> tried it since we uh, talked about it. But still, I'm mm. glad that some people out there are testing. Well, you know, like Zoe, who used to work here, who did like, yeah. the comic section and stuff, some of the things on Main, she sent me a picture of, uh, it was a, cl a glass of chocolate milk with uh, cookie crisp on the top. And she was like, you're onto something. I'm like, I know, yeah. Yeah. I know I'm onto something. I, it's, it's about time you all start getting involved in the future. I did. I saw an Instagram video that made me think of you, which was um, somebody <laughs> like crushed up an Oreo, poured chocolate milk into it, and then put, uh, made a cake, like those microwave cake Ooh. things. So it was like Oreo inside the uh, cake in a cup. That's starting. an interesting shower. So it was chocolate fudge cake with Oreo at the bottom. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's fair enough. But that's like the hot version of yeah, your that's, cold uh, dessert that you're producing. It could also go be. wrong. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go into the, the, the many multifaceted <laughs> reasons as to why you should have cookie crisp in a glass of milk, but I'm just going to say that it's pretty good. In terms of barbecue, yeah. um, I don't... I, I know what I think I know what McAllister means in terms of like a lot of American people like pride themselves on a good barbecue. You get the different yeah. things out, different sources. Um, it's like there's a real specificity to it, which I don't have. I don't think it's a UK thing, although some people still do have that. I personally don't. But what's your thoughts on the old barbecue? Well, the reason I think that we don't have as much love for the BBQ as mm. uh, the Americans, Australians, whoever, is because of the fact that our weather is pretty much 75% overcast, <laughs> cloudy and rainy. And if you live in Wales, like I do, the mm -hmm. uh, per rain per area is the rainiest in the UK outside of some areas of Scotland. So yeah, I'm not getting out for much barbecues at the moment. No, you're looking to get one of those disposable ones for like a quick afternoon. And then yeah, that's exactly. And that, get the stuff on, cook it, get it out, get it eaten. So anytime to like marinade stuff is kind of out the window when it's yeah. like okay glass we have 30 seconds of sun choose wisely <laughs> like what are you gonna do with it because i like um, the idea of that i like the idea of like because i i've really got into coffee the last couple of years so i'm just mm -hmm. i like the idea of like that i almost it's almost like vinyl i feel like the, the mentality you need to have for vinyl where it's like different needle types different like um different cables and all that kind of stuff you can apply that to coffee you can apply that to all these different things like there's a specificity to it but i've never put the time in do you know what's really funny you've raised a great point here mm -hmm. um, when it comes to like uh, having interests mm -hmm. uh, or basically you, choosing what to spend your disposable income on <laughs> in the weirdest, most niche way possible. Uh -huh. It's interesting when it comes to like vinyl, people who get into coffee, people who mm. get into stuff, because I feel like hobbies have like a kind of J-curve effect where you've got okay. uh, interest levels go up and you get more and more invested into them. But at some point it crosses a margin where it mm. becomes almost uncool the obsession that you have with this one thing <laughs> and it's only cool to you and other people who are already have that's jumped like being a sonic cliff. fan it's just so like, like, you're still a sonic fan yeah. Yeah. so yeah. it's like with the coffee and stuff like that we've got a friend down here called reese john jones who has got the uh, the welshest name? name possible reese john jones um <laughs> he is into coffee and he's right. taken it to an extreme where you kind of look at him and you're like does the cup need to be at room temperature? Do your oh, beans need to stuff. come from halfway around the world? <laughs> Do you need to have your sort of like milk, like espresso, yeah, yeah. or like have all these like um, like formulas are going on? Mm -hmm. It's like to me, a layman, red as idiot. It is just like yeah, it's a nice cup of coffee, but right. I'm 
I'm pretty sure that I could enjoy a cup of coffee without having to spend 40 minutes. Oh, you could, but one. it's just like, oh, the thing is, at some point, you're literally specifying like uh, like accentual uh, flavor notes. It's just, oh, yeah. if I spend 10 more minutes brewing this, but the thing, oh my god, right? The thing is, like, you get into all the specific granule sizes. Like the other yeah, day, I know it goes mad. I, it? I like I, it's pure mad scientist stuff. I poured, I had a bottle of um of actual beans, like raw beans that I hadn't ground yet, and I just poured all of them into my grinder and blew and mm-hmm, did all of mm-hmm. it, and then put all of that into a French press which is way way too much coffee i actually like i was gonna say you, did you it. have like a massive like jitter down i am not had a heart attack i sort of like put it all in <laughs> and then i put all the water in and then it was like two, the the burg of coffee granules at the top of the french press couldn't be punctured it just sort of made a burger at the top of the oh french press God. and then i i give it like the four minutes and whatever i made that but it was all bubbling it was like a yeah. like mad scientist thing and then i drank that and then I was like, well, this didn't actually taste too bad. But then my heart was just going crazy for the rest yep. of the day. And I was like, yep. I, then I was like, I was Googling like, can you OD from coffee? And I was just like, I'm actually going to kill myself in the pursuit of the best cup of coffee. But it happened at Reese's, in fact, where he offered me a, a, <laughs> uh, an espresso. I had one. And uh, then about 10, 15 minutes later, he was like, oh, do you want another one? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it was only a tiny, tiny shot of mm. coffee. Had another one. And then I, had, I think I had like a double in a latte that he made nice. because we were all just over at his house just doing some like outdoor climbing mm-hmm. and um it was just like got uh, in the car and i'm talking to kerry and i'm just like oh i feel a bit weird and she was like what do you mean and i was like i'm getting really sweaty and yeah. I, I feel super on edge like now and she's like okay and i was like i need to go and lie down like i need to be alone <laughs> in a quiet room for a few hours i feel like physically detached from the world no, around that was me. like that was entirely of like my thing on um my day off on wednesday which is like having this weird mutant coffee thing in the morning and then because I, I also that's got a great the- name for a coffee brand by the way mutant what? coffee you mutant just make coffee. the strongest weirdest blend <laughs> it was like it was full-on like uh, like i said mad science over the bubbling in the corner while i was waiting yeah. for it to brew um i'm going to very quickly read off the amount of games that i played and this might be because it was coffee fueled um, in this, this day no this is not yeah it's on wednesday so i was up oh, at half past seven in the morning um because right. i've got a really loud pigeon outside my window that wouldn't shut up so i had to Legend. get up i was i hate that pigeon and um so i went through carmageddon tron runner yaiba ninja gaiden Z, alekhead serious sam one and three cell damage hd dark void split second ape escape siphon filter tmnt uh, Shredder's Revenge, Ninja Gaiden 2, Metal Hell Singer, Shadow Warrior 3, and Sonic Origins. So I didn't Wait, finish one day. Yes, I didn't finish all those games, but I did about an hour uh, or two, like 45 minutes ish of each one because I was like, I've got PlayStation Premium. I'm going to play as much stuff as possible with my weird ticky heart. I do, do you know what blows my mind is that you have the ability to sit down and do that without being interrupted by anything around me like because I got cats because I got a girlfriend mm. because I got a house that is in constant need of repair <laughs> apparently because I live in the money pit I love Terry being put alongside the cats oh she she's she is as distracting as the cat 100% <laughs> but the thing is is that I'm just there like I have to do something on yeah. the hour every hour I'm just kind of like right somebody needs feeding whether right, it's Terry right. or the cats like, <laughs> no my thing was and like I said I got up super early my wife just went to work and i was just like i i could go back to bed and try and get some more sleep nah, or nah. i could get up and try and play as much stuff as possible so <laughs> i rattled through all those things and um, but yeah with a weird heart thing and I, like you said you feel like you're on edge and i was just like this is definitely the coffee doing this um but i'm just sort of in this weird like fugue state as i like fly like incredible, try and play as much as possible absolutely incredible that you did that <laughs> it was a thing you, it was definitely a thing <laughs> thank you i'm glad i'm alive as well it's worth saying that yeah me too um, the other half oh actually we didn't even answer nyc's question about oh, favorite sorry. things to grill um i like a bit of halloumi i like i'm i'm, I'm a standard UK barbecue man. Give me burgers, give me sausages, give me yep. kofters, potentially. Give me fire, give me that which I desire. Yeah, give me fire. <laughs> it took all those things out as much as possible. Um, the other half of his question uh, was that IGN have recently published a top 10 best Zelda games list and the comment section he says was quite spicy. Um, okay. He's wondering how we as content creators deal with that sort of stuff. Do we re- do we read the backlash? Do we ignore it? Do we laugh about it? Do we compare it over pints? Take care. Now, 
don't know if you mm. want to talk about the Zelda ranking. They've sure, Breath, of, sure, Breath sure. of the Wilds at number one. Um, they got linked to the past at number two. They've got Ocarina at three and Majora's at four. Um, I Ooh, largely that's... can totally go with that for me. I, Not Majora's personally, but yeah. See, the thing is, is, I do rank Majora's higher because I do like my time mechanics. I do like the crazy mm. creepiness of it. Um, I actually personally, and remember, that is the big thing, is a personal opinion. <laughs> I had more fun with that over Majora's Mask. Uh, sorry, over uh, Ocarina of Time. Because right, I felt right. like it was um, more condensed and a more sort of like uh, straightforward experience in mm. that sense. Um, Breath People of the World. Majora's, yeah. Yeah, Breath of the World does not surprise me that it's mm. up at the top there because if you are being even. Like, you have to be fair to that game. It mm. took the open world formula, applied it to a game that not many people are expecting it to work with, and managed to elevate it in so mm. many areas that you are looking at games emulating that going forward. Oh, it changed the way the, open world yeah. stuff is done. Yeah, which so I you, so you, so you can't argue with that. Um, mm. However, bit surprised uh, that there's no love or not as much love for the 3DS link between worlds. I still think that, further that down, I, think. I still think that that is one of the most impeccable handheld games that I've played ever. And I would oh, rank that up there alongside Link to the Past because I know that a lot of people are going to be like nostalgia fueled and put Link to the Past there. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's it takes what Link to the Past did and adds in more elements. So how oh, I loved it. I mean, it? so they've got it at number seven, but yeah, I agree. That's one of my personal favorites. Like, yeah, Link seven to the Past seems like low, actually. Can yeah, you I guess... that? So can you read me out there? So we've got Breath of the Wild, then it was... So uh, if, if we go past. one through 10, you've got Breath yeah. of the Wild at number one, Link to the Past number two, Ocarina of Time number three, Majora at four, mm-hmm. uh, The Wind Waker at five, Link's Awakening at six, A Link Between Worlds at seven, The Original Zelda at eight, and then you've got a split of um, or- Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons at nine, and that, then Twilight hmm. Princess at number ten, which I would say a big no. That that kind of smacks to me a little bit like they're just trying to pander to the nostalgic fans there <laughs> by putting in, like, because let's face it, if you're talking about mechanically and you have mm. to look at these games objectively from the year of 2022, mm-hmm. the first original Legend of Zelda game is not as good or as an experience as mm. the rest of them. Like mechanically, it is fine, it is sound, it is an enjoyable game, but you look at what the other games have done. They've taken that formula and elevated it. I feel mm-hmm. like it's just there to basically say, yes, you have to include the original oh, because see, otherwise people be are going to get really annoyed. Yeah, I, I bet, but it's like the amount of stuff that it's set in motion. I still think, I still had quite a lot of fun playing through yeah, it a few I, years but ago. I, but I wonder these rankings. It's like, I mm. feel like that almost needs to be set out at the outset. Are mm. you ranking these games mechanically? Are you going like which is the best mm. game or mm. are you talking about which of these games actually meant the most to the franchise because mm. if it meant to the most to the franchise then you're going to rejig that list entirely and put the original at number one because like you say true. it's set everything true. in motion so how can it not be number one that's true i think yeah i think it's always one of the whenever we do it it's always one of those like gut feeling mixed mm-hmm. things where you sort of just go off like a, a mix of things but you don't make it entirely subjective otherwise it yeah. would be whatever your personal favorite is at number one but yeah. yeah in terms of um how do we deal with it um comment stuff i i used to read comments when i very first started doing stuff online but you just you realize that there's very little to be gained from that so it's sort of like i used to have yeah. a, um, a three line rule on youtube where i'll scroll down three lines um as i move the page up and i'll see what the top three comments are after say a couple of hours because then some stuff has been like knocked up to the top um, and it's been upvoted a bit it's a bit of a filtering system to that yeah but i don't read comments i don't really see the point of it like i i don't like i said i don't mind checking some stuff and obviously you want self-improvement or whatever um but i i just yeah i'm not it's not gonna bum me out it's not gonna get to me yeah i don't i would say whatever i'm saying in person or whatever anyway so mm-hmm. i don't really care it's weird because sometimes i feel like if you put out an especially spicy list that you know is um gonna not aggravate people mm-hmm. but it's gonna promote conversation mm-hmm. through the lens 
terms of uh, hyperbole and anger over the yeah. top reactions and stuff like that, then yeah, you have to expect that there are going to be people of equal opposite thoughts that are going to come at you and tell you what they think because mm-hmm. you've you've basically started that conversation. Mm-hmm. But from the way that I've got, like, because obviously I do the choose your own adventure stuff. So every single week we I scan the comments and look for the best suggestion and turn that into the list going forward. But because of that, the policing self-governing comment section has been really nice because I don't know if it's because they know that I'm looking at the comments or because of the fact that I'm going to choose the one that's the best. So everyone is putting forward nice ideas, but Mm. I very rarely see anything with people disagreeing and doing stuff like that. Even when there is somebody of a different take, it's usually framed in a way which is like, got to respect your opinion, mate, but this is what I feel on that. And I'm like, I think that that's the way to go forward to cultivate great audiences which we have on what culture mm-hmm. you've got to show that you are part of that community and listen to what they're saying yeah and i do feel like that is a great way for me personally to go through life and still be able to read comments mm-hmm. and not get bummed out about them oh yeah same i like i mean i said like in general i don't care I mean, i'm referring to the negativity stuff like yeah no i'm not just I, yeah, yeah people who are just trying to get a reaction or just trying to say the worst stuff i mean look i mean we've or i've had death threats before that was like years yeah. ago yeah and people will reach you on facebook and send something horrible or whatever and it's like dude I mean, everyone knows this. It's just a game, whatever. Like, it's just one of those things where you're like, okay, this is just some online BS. I just have to crack on with something. Yeah. Um, I think one of the only like lists that I've had that had like a divisive reception I wasn't expecting was when I did the best games of the generation um, of like the last sort of like 10 years, like the entire eighth generation. Um, and just that just didn't go down that well. Like it was just the the picks that I had didn't seem to line up with the general consensus. And then some of the comments were just sort of like, ah, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Or what the hell are you doing putting Mortal Kombat 11 in there? That game sucked. And I'm like, yeah. you didn't. And you know, whatever, let's we can have a long conversation about that if I ever see you in person. But, and I feel um, like yeah. that's another limitation of our format is the fact mm. that you only get two, like uh, one to two minutes to talk about a game and explain why you think mm-hmm. it's the best. But it, each of them deserves their own sort of like hour long podcast explaining in great well, detail as to why it is. Yeah, that's the thing. And it's like if you follow us properly, then you get like three podcasts a week, and you have the list, and you have like the news videos where something will come up, and that conversation is all year long. And so like every point that I want to make about Mortal Kombat 11 is spread across everything. And yeah. um, but like you said, you get a little snippet of it. In the list so yeah i mean to be able to do this day in day out you just can't factor everything in but i think um if it's constructive i'll listen i'll try and stick stuff on board otherwise meh. ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates 
fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Do you know what I think really helps us is because mm. of the fact that we have a very quick turnaround for our videos. Yeah. Like we're constantly moving from subject to subject. I feel like if I spent uh, a month and only put out one video, which I know that a lot of YouTubers do, some don't even put them out every month. They put them mm. out every couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like so much weight and importance is placed on that video is that you would read the comments. And if there's if they have a negative yeah, reception, you that you hear, will yeah. be crushed by them. Mm-hmm. Because whereas here it's like, okay, maybe I did mess up on that one there and didn't get the right name or I didn't get the right uh, setting or there was a mistake made mm-hmm. somewhere. But we're moving forward. We're mm-hmm. constantly learning and constantly adapting. Yeah. Whereas if I did that and it was out there and it took me three months to edit and get ready and I got uh, and people hated it, I'd be like, well, that <laughs> sucks. That really sucks. Yeah, I can massively back that. I think that, um, yeah, like if it was, if, if my entire livelihood was riding on getting one video right, like, and obviously you put your entire life into that thing um, and then, yeah, maybe you, your point is actually null and void because something comes yeah. out later that sort of invalidates it. One of that the, um, one of the uh, people that I follow quite a lot is this H bomber guy. I mm-hmm. love the way that they do their um uh, like video essay style stuff. And I find that the video length is spiraling up to the, it's up to the three hour mark for the Dare right. Sex Human uh, Revolution that they just put out. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that is stemming from a fact that they are trying to get every thought that they had out concisely and it doesn't mm-hmm. work as an hour long video. It only works if you're allowed to talk about these games at great length and almost intercept any negative like uh reactions that you might uh be experiencing so you kind of are like addressing every single thing oh yeah make sure that your video is received how you wanted it to be received well, that, that's the thing like, i mean uh, like noah caldwell gervais jordan anderson um there's another dude uh, tim rogers ex kotaku guy like they do big big long sort of five six ten hour videos yeah um just getting like full everything they could possibly want to say about something i i love that kind of stuff um to just sort of get immersed in and you know, that's the thing where like you said it's exhaustively like here is everything i think about this game yeah and um, whereas we have to kind of take that approach and then spread it across lists podcasts whatever else it is editorial also um just a quick shout out to mm-hmm. arlo as well uh did oh, yeah. a- Breath of the Wild um, uh, retrospective where he just did everything about that and that video was so gargantuanly long but I sat down <laughs> and I watched every single minute of it I oh, yeah, like, they, this is brilliant they've done so well um, Ola did a video I uh, was like sitting at like a beach like looking out to the ocean just talking about the reality of doing YouTube stuff all day long and that yeah. being your entire livelihood yeah. and that was a really good video too yeah massive shout out to Arlo um, next question from Richard Frutel who says for this question I want you to imagine yourself in the role of parents do you raise your child with a strict gaming limit like 10 hours per week or something like that if yes what do you consider accurate at what age and when do you think you can resolve the limit? Now, I didn't that have is... a gaming limit when I was a kid, so I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know about you. I I was I was saying to Josh before I was recording when I was putting these questions together. I don't remember this, but apparently when I was really really young, I played something so much that my parents had to take it away from me. It was like my original <laughs> master system or something. Amazing. And um, I don't remember that at all. I've like blanked it from my memory. But it was like I remember talking to my mum about this a while ago, and she was like, "Yeah, there was a time when we just couldn't get you off 
games. And Amazing. so we had to, had to forcibly remove the Master System from me. Probably Sonic, to be honest. But um, yeah, that would be something like that. But I, I was never imposed a, a limit or anything. So I, I don't know about that. I had like a limit it. that was uh, when we got the snares in the house. Yeah. Um, so I was only allowed to play it for like an hour a day, which I mean, mm. it's still more than enough, I think, for, mm-hmm. uh, for most kids. But if I was a parent, it's so hard. Like you've got to be contextually adapting to what your kid is like. Yeah. Like if you have a kid that has like ADHD or it has like very excitable, very like things, then maybe video games can be used to focus energies and attention mm however you've got to counterbalance that with what type of games are they playing what are they mm-hmm. interested in like it may well be like i personally i the stereotypical teenager who just plays call of duty has a foul <laughs> mouth and a really rancid attitude towards life i would hate that as a parent right, because right. i'd just be like why are you not doing something better with mm-hmm. your time in your youth because it's always the through the lens of looking back even a decade or two and just being like mate if i was in your position i would have done something a bit oh, yeah. but i don't want to be the hard parent that is like going in there telling them off because that pushes them further into the gaming sphere because it's not being accepted in real life therefore you're being pushed into a reality that you have yes, control over you only go more towards escapism and, and the yeah. the power the agency that you can get there yeah, yeah i think i wouldn't put like a, um, a per week thing on it i think it would, for me it would almost be like a like you said it's day by day it's like a gut feeling thing i would need to know that my uh, child was present in my life and was getting all the energies that i want to put into them and make sure that that stuff is coming across yeah respectfully both ways and then it's like okay you know it's friday and you've you've you're a good kid you're doing well in school like you know the new game just came out maybe yeah. i let you play that for like three hours or something or yeah. whatever it is i think i would roll with it sort of day by day but um it would be it would be case by case my um friend uh, jenko and his son uh they actually do streaming together and i nice. think that, that is the sweetest thing because it's <laughs> like i as a kid like i'm not going to try and like do the pull the heartstrings sort of things me and my dad we played some video games together we didn't mm. play uh that much it would usually be a case dad, of yeah. like me watching him looking back at it i would have killed for that sort of like interaction of doing mm. a co-op game or just playing with him against that because it's something that i was into it was something he was into but they'd never really the venn diagrams didn't ever always cross mm-hmm. if i had a kid and they were into gaming in in any sort of thing i would be making every possible effort to play games with them that were and and so that we could build that sort of core memories of oh i had a good time with video games and my dad no definitely i mean that's the thing like yeah i didn't play that many games with my dad either but a little bit of metal gear solid because i was like dad come see this it's like weird it looks like a hollywood movie right and we still do that and we'd play a lot of like time crisis and point blank uh, or point point blank um because they were just gcon 45 light gun games and they were just like the arcades and he would like that stuff um but i think co-op stuff has come such a long way like if you played through something like brothers with your dad or whatever yeah or any parent really um you can build those sort of narratives like those stories and then you talk about if you played if you went through all of like it takes two or something together Mm -hmm. um something like that where it would be a good way to bring those things together so i i get the the time limit thing but i think mine would have to be case by case and then like you said maybe your gaming time limit is something you do with them and then you move on to do something else together or uh, alternatively it could be that you get like a set amount of hours per week for solo gaming time Mm. if you want to use them you can do that Mm. if you don't then we will play games together as much as we can but Mm -hmm. it's up to you if you want to then go off and play uh then but you have a cap on that yeah yeah i think for me it's it's going to be like are you 
neglecting your other duties. Because I remember when I was a kid, I was always like, well, I'm getting everything done. I'm doing well in school. My homework's done. Yeah. Like, I would always leave homework till the last minute, but whatever. Like, it got <laughs> it done. done. It yeah. was done. And so I was always like, you know, I've, I'm, I'm putting the time in. Like, why can't I have my own time to then go play stuff? And like, yeah, that was, I think it's all like always about like a balance. And like I said, like yeah. respect goes both ways kind of thing. Um, Next question from that guy, Jim, who says, what is a spicy take you have that will get the internet sharpening their pitchforks? Ooh. My current one is that Last of Us Part 1 is not a remake. It's just a PS5 remaster. I don't think that's that spicy, to be honest. That's just like a, a visual overhaul. Yeah, I mean, oh, speaking of visual overhauls, we were talking about that 13 uh, graphical <laughs> update. Mate, I am fuming again. I thought that I'd gotten over it. I thought I'd gotten over it with Bennett Foddy, but now I am right back in this <laughs> celestial body. Stuck in the pot of hate. Oh, man, I'm so fuming. The thing because- is that like, they're remastering it, but it just looks like you applied like a Snapchat cel-shaded filter to a like a standard render. Like It doesn't look like it's built to be cel-shaded. It is too little too late as well. It's like, yeah. like we are done with this. You blew it. You decided to go this completely opposite way. We hated it. And now you're coming back and be like, oh, we'll make it better. We'll do this. Like, you don't even put the flipping effort. And you make the game run at like less than 30 frames a second. And I'm just like, what is going on? I will go and get the original game. I will plonk it in front mm. of you and just say, make this. Or, better yet, don't. Don't make I'll it. I'll just get it on Steam Deck and then I can play what it, how it originally yeah. was supposed to feel. I tell you what, you yeah. get it on Stream Deck, play it side by side, and we will basically mm. compare. We'll compare notes on that. Yeah, that's a show. Uh, that, that's, this is the question that I referenced earlier on where I think for me it wouldn't it's not I can't think of too spicy it's, I tell you what I'll tell you what my spiciest take is and I'm still there I'm still go. rumbling on this there we go um, <laughs> I haven't I haven't formed this into a full cogent argument yet it might become a video but I I'll just say this and we'll pick it apart okay. I think that PlayStation Premium the new service kind of poops on Game Pass I didn't used to think this okay but, much like a video game essay expand well I just think like you think about what you're getting you think about the value of what's in there you think about the PlayStation exclusive library versus the Halo, the Xbox exclusive library and how little there is on the Xbox side. And I'm not saying that Game Pass isn't one of the best valued deals in gaming. It is. But mm-hmm. we're comparing, you know, like a, like six to eight games every month um, that are very well picked and very well curated, the likes of Shadowrun and that have just dropped or things like Paradise Killer that I love from this year. But I almost would say, and this is why it's a spicy take, that you can't, that entire archive of content doesn't really compare to The Last of Us 2, God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, that are now included as part of that bundle. There's nothing that Xbox has put out since... Uh, give me the last 10 years that is even remotely close to a PlayStation exclusive. And it's not that I don't love Xbox. I grew up with it. I have a Series X. I put the time in and the money in. But I just, when you really compare those two, what are you buying kind of thing, um, I think the PlayStation archive is worth way more than the Xbox archive. Now, I think that I would slightly disagree based on... Mm-hmm. So you're saying that the handful of first-party Sony exclusives mm-hmm. um, are the sole reason why it's trouncing the Game Pass. Yes, now, I think if you're paying for a monthly thing and you hold them both right. up, the PlayStation 1 is worth more. So let's go down a little trip, uh, metaphorically, to CEX or any other sort of yeah. second-hand retailer. And we're yes. going to go and pick up every single first-party exclusive for Sony and we're going to mm-hmm. take them to the till. God of War is like 10 quid. For uh, Horizon mm. Zero Dawn is like a tenner. Da, 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 da. Ten, 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 ten. Let's say maximum twenty quid yeah, for like yeah. one of these things. You could get every single Sony first party title. I would argue for about hundred quid, hundred and fifty maybe. Ish, the, like the newer ones a bit more, but yeah. one. So you're saying that like that hundred and fifty pounds that you get for tangibly owning those games mm-hmm. is worth more than the Xbox's constant curation of new games that have been 
grab well, other developers there. Do you, do that's you, it's like, hard because you, your your value then is being placed on those first party games. Mm. But if you basically went and bought for uh, from both sides their first party titles and just looked at what else they're offering, mm-hmm. the Game Pass to me offers more value. In terms well, you of make playing very, games I would never play. Yeah, you make a very well. The thing is, there are a lot of them on the X on the PlayStation side too. This However, they yeah, are yeah. they're in the past though. Like that, you make a very yeah. good point about past versus future because I agree with you. The um, the value of the future of gaming is more on the Game Pass side because we yes. don't know how yeah. PlayStation are going to curate stuff. Um, and so there's more of an inbuilt assumption that Xbox will curate a set of indie games or a set of mm-hmm. mid-tier bu- budget games and make sure they're in front of you every month. I agree with that, absolutely. I'm just saying as they exist right now, if I, yeah. if you had money yeah. per, per month and you want a bunch of stuff to play, it's the PlayStation Premium thing. That's why I said I'm kind of like pro, I'm still working yeah. this stuff no. out. I, I, like, think the, yeah, I yeah. think I agree with you on that one. Like right now, as it stands, like the value town is mm-hmm. over on the PS side because like of all the PlayStation the experiences you get. Yeah. yeah, in one place for one monthly fee is insane. And it's the yeah. mid-tier as well. You don't even have to get premium. You can just get PlayStation Extra. Which, PlayStation how, how much is extra. that? I don't have the top of, off the top of my head. I know that PlayStation Premium is 100 a year, yeah. um, but that's the top tier one. That's what comes with PS1, PS2, and PS3 games. Mm. But you could just do PlayStation Plus Extra, which is the mid-tier, and get the library of about 700 games or whatever, 500 games. Yeah. Yeah, it has very all impressive. PS4 and PS5 games in from Returnal to Last of Us 2 and mm-hmm. everything else. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and that all comes with streaming and everything. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I think the way that they've approached it is like they're almost opposites. Like PlayStation prioritized exclusives for years and then did their monthly service. That includes them. And Xbox prioritized the monthly service. And now they're trying to make exclusives that, that yeah. they can then release on the monthly service. So it's they're kind of just coming at it from the opposite end. Which is kind yeah. of nice in a way because as gamers, if you have the disposable income to afford uh, both, then mm. you really do have a wealth of content that is oh, well, it's overwhelming. At the oh, it's moment. ludicrous. So, yeah. But it's basically like if you've missed out on a bunch of stuff or if there's any PlayStation exclusives or anything you haven't played, premium is, is absolutely worth your money. But like Jules said, if you want to invest in the future of gaming until we know how Sony are going to handle it, then Game Pass is worth it down that regard. But yeah. um, as archives of content, I think premium poops on Game Pass right now. But um, that's a whole thing in regards to how many exclusives. The Xbox Indeed. side of things. Indeed. Having put together, um, what was your spicy take, my friend? Uh, my spicy take will be that uh, Bioshock 2 is better than Bioshock Infinite. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I, hands down. You made me I, wheeze. Like, seriously, man, like, I went back and played Bioshock Infinite <laughs> recently and I was just there, like, I love the setting. I love the characters. Mm. I just think that this story just dives straight up its own backside halfway through. Realize, that and was I'm just there, like, and I bloody well hate fighting the handymen. They yep. make no sense in terms of the, uh, the storyline. They make, like, they just feel like they were designed to be, they were like, oh, we've got to have like a big daddy enemy. Mm. How are we going to make this? And it's like, I see the parallels and I understand that these are parallel universes. So therefore everything kind of has to be the same, Mm -hmm. but I, hate little elements of it so much. Like I genuinely detest that they wrote it in that, um, one of the uh, one of the creators in in Bioshock Infinite is looking through no sorry Sushong is looking through tears at other people's works and yes. stealing them for his own big daddy designs. I was like, why are you making a character who was so detested because of how evil his intellect made him mm-hmm. into a goon? You are making right, right. you are lessening his legacy, mm-hmm. admittedly a terrible legacy, but made him such an important figure of Rapture mm-hmm. by basically just saying, "Nah, he cribbed his stuff from somebody else." <laughs> that was yeah. I mean, I Infinite I thought it was just a weird hodge podge of like design elements like all the skyhook stuff was fun but they yeah. didn't do anything with it like, do then, not get yeah. me wrong i do not hate that game it still right. ranks as being a an above competent shooter i love like the elements and i love the the graphics i love the design and uh, a lot of the story is very emotive mm-hmm. fantastic mm-hmm. but there are just a few elements here and there that stop infinite from being the game that i really wished it was whereas 
uh, Bioshock 2 because you're returning to the familiar, because you're expanding on this, and it's even more decayed. It's mm-hmm. even more horrible. It feels like you're slipping on a pair of familiar but very wet galoshes and you are (laughs) uncomfortable but you know where you are and Sophia Lamb's sort of like constant drone of having like turned the remaining people of Rapture into a cult it hits with more energy than the the exact same story of uh, you know, uh, Comstock basically creating a cult himself Mm -hmm. so you basically look at those two games they kind of follow similar paths in a way But I just prefer being a big daddy. I prefer the uh, the DLC expansion for Minerva's Den. I was going to say Minerva's Den, yeah. Is impeccable, in my opinion. And the fact that it came with a, a multiplayer game that no one mm. asked for, admittedly, but mm. was still surprisingly decent. I was like, you know what? Good on you, Bioshock 2. Love you should it. a million percent make this into a video. I feel like there'll be a lot of people <laughs> just going, finally, someone said the thing. Because Bioshock 2 never gets its day in the sun. It's the nah. one that Ken Levine didn't work on. Um, but I feel like, yeah, it's like there's always been this sort of residual thing of like but there is good stuff here yeah. especially Minerva's Den is always held up as a really good DLC so um, maybe someday we'll turn it into a, a maybe someday maybe, maybe someday, someday. Uh, we will end on a final question from Zach who says who's the best doggo in gaming now I will also oh. say oh. that Zach supplied a photo of his dog called Maverick oh. um, which also, possibly the best dog I've ever seen. Now go on, go back on our uh, the tweet that we put out uh, from. It'll be on yesterday on Thursday. Yeah, and just yeah, scroll yeah. down. Look at Zach's dog. What a lovely dog. Um, but yeah, what, what's your gut say? Best dog in gaming. Oh, best dog in gaming. It's either going to be uh, main character from Akami because obviously oh, you play. I'm a Amaterasu, that's it. Um, but if I'm being honest and I have to choose the best dog, it's <laughs> either going to be the Chihuahua the, from the Chihuahua races that you get in God Hand because I love that game and I will Shout. always take a uh, thing to talk about it, mm-hmm. or the wolf that you save from in the opening sections of oh, Resident Evil 4. And it better bloody well come <laughs> back because if you do choose to save it, it comes and helps you out with an El Gigante boss yeah. battle. And I've been told that this is actually a sly reference to another Capcom property called haunting grounds and that dog oh, yeah. is called huey i want to say his name yeah, is. i can't yeah. remember but huh. that dog is huey from that game and i was like oh that's boom. cool boom. that's okay so my my that's really really cool my gut goes to the dog in fable 2 amazing because um, i was just love the way that thing was coded i love them um, back when peter molyneux was he wasn't cool but back when peter molyneux was <laughs> not what he is now yeah no, and he I was just so this He's this not an dog, NFT you know. real estate developer. Yeah, exactly. Like it was back then. It was like we coded this dog, and there's no button to control it. But if it's just it, it, it intuits what you want to do all the time, and um, and I love the way that you can kind of just be the same way that you would with a real animal. You just sort yeah. of crack on with your life, and you train it a little bit, and you can emote with it, and it'll learn stuff. I thought that was one of the best dogs in gaming as a literal dog AI. Like it feels like a dog. Yeah. Um. Also, massive shout out to I think it's called Trico or Trico in the Last Guardian. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That yeah. thing is like a weird cat, dog, fish bird thing very but odd creature. the dogness in that i think makes it feel nice and loyal and it can be I, I, i'm still saying that's an honorary dog i think that that yep. thing's close my mind went to the horse from shadow of the colossus and it's not a dog but i just think <laughs> in terms of <laughs> companion ai yeah, yeah, yeah i was like you can treat it like a dog even um, though it's a it's a horse obviously dog meat from the fallout yes. games as well absolute staple i love <laughs> i love the fact that it just keeps coming back up every single game you get a new version of Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Dog me, and I'm just like, mm. yes. To be um, fair, it's rare that a dog drops the ball. Like, like there's not really the, a worse dog in gaming. Like, they're one of the most reliable companions ever, really. Like in I'm life and in gaming. It. I'm trying to think of like a terror. Oh, actually, no. Um, what was the one that you got from Grand Theft Auto Five? That was just a pain. pain oh, uh, oh my god. Yeah, I forget what you call that. Thing. You just constantly had to be like, oh, let's go take him for a it's walk. Chop, I think. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of like, okay, right. Cool. I will. This I'll round literally this out. does nothing. True. I will round this out with the one from uh, Dead to Rights uh, Shadow. Um, where oh you can, yeah, yeah. You can get to go no- uh, nosh on some bollocks and bring you a gun, <laughs> and it'll just it'll bring you uh, ammo and firearms <laughs> and everything. Um, so we yes, should do um, a list. I feel like there's a list there. I, oh, I don't there know if it'll track well with the audience, but we should definitely try. It feels the most obvious it's one of those things that's most obvious we should do 10 most obvious lists you guys won't watch oh, and we can put yeah, the, yeah. the dog list because <laughs> we have these thoughts all the time yeah. um but anyway massive thank you to everybody for sending in their questions this has been the entitled banner podcast the ubp the ubp the ubp i've been scott hilford you've been jules gill i have indeed and where are my mugs that's what, where are the mugs where are the mugs these days mate we're right here um but uh, jules is over on twitter at retro j i was gonna say a zero my friend retro j with a zero i'm at slash lp 89. Massive thank you again, and we'll catch you next week. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.